If you're looking for a job, that means you're not where you want to be right now. But you're going to angle towards you want to be. And if you have faith, that means you're going to end up somewhere better than you think you're going to be. And so that happens all the time in job search. People are looking around and those people that have gratitude and faith end up in better positions, making more money, helping more people and are much more happy because they haven't limited their point of entry. They haven't outdone themselves by thinking they're in control of this matter. The only thing you're in control of is your mindset, your heart set, what you think, say, do and believe towards that job. But you got to have faith that something better is coming for you. Even when people say no, they're just pushing you in a better direction. They're not stopping you from what you want. Welcome back to another episode of the Who You Know Show podcast, where what you know is important, but who you know can make all the difference in your business, career, relationships, and life. My name is Trevor Houston, and on this show, you'll learn the strategy, grit, and mindset it takes to overcome obstacles so you can level up in your career, recover your cash flow, and live the life of purpose that God intended for you. Don't forget to look at the mic drop moments timestamped in the show notes below. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure to pay it forward, subscribe and leave an honest review so we can improve. Thanks for listening. My name is Trevor Houston, and please enjoy this episode of the Who You Know Show. Best-selling author, Forbes Top 10 Keynote Speaker, Top 10 Entrepreneur Podcast, which we found out there's like like seven or eight podcasts he does like this guy's all over the place oh yeah yeah i you know it's so aligned with what i'm trying to do to empower over a billion people to be happy and in that context it's really about how do we make a lot of money how do we create abundance so that we can help a lot of people and most importantly be happy and so those three things have actually been a motto of mine since i ran lee steinberg the sports agency and warren moon the hall of fame quarterback and i started our marketing and media company over a decade ago so I think you guys are on the same platform, the same journey, and I appreciate you, like I say, being one of my 1,000, because it takes a 1,000 of you guys to <laughs> empower another 1,000 to empower another 1,000, so thank uh, you for joining me. I love that. Okay, yeah. so empower 1,000 to empower 1,000 to empower 1,000. I love, I love, love that. I love that you're working with Warren Moon, too. He was, he was one of my favorite quarterbacks, oh, too. Oh, he was yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Growing up, so I know you said that you were in Dallas recently. And uh, you you were hanging hanging with Jerry. Yeah, Steve and Jerry. We were at and the Steve. Star. I wanted to check out Frisco. And uh, what a tremendous business uh, they've built. And since I've known them for so long, it's nice to see a true entrepreneurial journey because a lot of people see the end results and see what they think is an overnight success. But, you know, we've been around Jerry Jones for years and the amount of faith, you know, I know, Trevor, you were talking about faith earlier, which is a key component to everything that I do. Faith to me is just like money. Money's an object of energy I put into the flow to get what I want. Faith is an object of energy that I put into the flow. It's an aggregate of what I think, say, do, and believe. And even my unconscious competencies, the disciplines, characteristics, obsessions, addictions I have to attract what I want in my life. And regardless of what that faith is, we should all unify in that faith. And I appreciated uh, your opening remarks because so many people try to separate us when faith itself is a unifier, right? Faith itself, regardless of what your interpretation is, we should support everybody that has strong faith. And in order to manifest or be happy in life, you have to have faith. Man, I do. Absolutely. I get your mic dead. ready, y'all. I, mics, knew, yeah. I knew that was going to be a mic drop. Right right we're mic and, we're mic and <laughs> dropping. You ready? We're dropping these mic for you. You just, you just drop that mic and well said. That's right. That's Man, right. I appreciate that, David. That means a lot coming from you. Um, you know, I'd like to go 
go back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, the overnight success and all that. That typically isn't the way it works. Uh, most people put in a lot of sweat equity, right? So let's take take it back a little bit. Tell us about your journey and maybe like tell us why your why. Like wh- why do you do what you do? And maybe even um, some some challenges you've had to overcome to get to where you are where you are today. Yeah, just real quickly. You know, I I grew up in Akron, Ohio, oh, wow. uh, with a single mom, a single mom and six kids. I was actually born in the same hospital as LeBron James and Steph Curry. So I thought I'd be the NBA commissioner someday. Uh, you got Akron zip. God knows I can't play basketball, but uh, I, I grew up poor. And so money, my relationship with money dictated almost my entire journey of my life. And the reason is, is I grew up with a happiness gene. I was always happy, except for when I caught my mom in financial distress because the car broke down. We didn't have money for food. Two bedroom apartment. She was packing our dinners in a paper bag to work. Two jobs, second grade teacher filling up turnstiles at night at the 7-Eleven with greeting cards, you know, and all, I was still happy, but every time I saw my mom stressed and crying and I said to myself, I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to buy my mom a house and a car, and then I'll be completely happy. And so my life was driven under the guise of money buys happiness and love. And so everything I did, uh, you know, my mom had a saying, doctor, lawyer, or failure. I wanted to stand out by being a football player. And when I got ran over in college by Christian Okoya, Nigerian nightmare, I remember lying on my back singing doctor, lawyer, failure. And, you know, so I ended up going to law school to make a lot of money. Uh, I actually, one of the advantages in my life is because I was money driven and my why was to buy my mom a house and a car, I was always looking for the opportunity that paid the most. So one of the key indicators, and it's good for who you know, is you have to know what you want in order to know who you need to know, because the simplest thing that I've learned throughout my journey is once you know what you want, the why will fulfill itself because our why is always to help somebody with something. It fills in behind the what, but where people get lost is humility. And when I say humility, and you could hear it in the videos uh, that I was watching of all the success stories that you had, is that the simplest way to get what you want in life is to simply know what you want and then find the people that have it and ask them for it or ask them to teach you how to get it or if they know somebody with it. And this simple formula has driven me through my life. I've made over a million dollars a month. The two things, this might seem weird to, to some people, but you know, I speak around the world. I've impacted many people and I laugh because the two things that most people tell me I change their lives with is number one, gratitude, right? When you're in a job search, what you really need to have is the ability to find the light, the love, and the lessons in every step of the way. When you have gratitude, that enables you to find the light, the love, and the lessons. Let me give you an example. Our friend, Joe Osteen, he he taught me, Dave, you are always only 25 no's from what you want, especially in a job search. So when you take the perspective, oh, good, another no, because I'm one step closer to what I want, Mm -hmm. right? And you're so excited by the 24th no, where everybody else has quit. Because number one, they don't have faith. And number two, they don't have gratitude. They can't find the love, the light, and the lessons of what they're doing, especially in a job search. What they think is, oh, I didn't get that job. No, what I think is, because I have faith, oh, there's something better. Because here's the, here's the math behind it. One, if you're looking for a job, that means you're not where you want to be right now. But you're going to angle towards you want to be. And if you have faith, that means you're going to end up somewhere better than you think you're going to be. And so that happens all the time in job search. People are looking around and those people that have gratitude and faith, 
end up in better positions, making more money, helping more people, and are much more happy because they haven't limited their point of entry. They haven't outdone themselves by thinking they're in control of this matter. The only thing you're in control of is your mindset, your heart set, what you think, say, do, and believe towards that job. But you got to have faith that something better is coming for you. Even when people say no, they're just pushing you in a better direction. They're not stopping you from what you want. Dang, are you trying Oof. to break this? Oh, man, come on, Oof. Luke. Hey, woo. Another one, three, two, one. Boom. You are lighting our audience up right oh, now. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's so true because uh, there were stats, you know, pre-COVID and all this, about 70% of Americans were unhappy with what they do, right? So, so people are, are not happy. They're not fulfilled. They didn't like their job. They were complaining, right? Well, guess what? The universe said, mm, I'm going to shake it all up. And now everybody was out of work. And now we've got to go go back to, to the search. It's a time to reflect, right? What didn't you like? Yeah. What, what, was, what was so miserable about where you were, right? Why were you so unhappy? And how, how can we change that now? You have an opportunity to change that. We have an opportunity to make a difference of where we're going. God puts us there, doesn't he? David, I want to hear your, your thoughts on happiness as a state of mind, right? Because it, it really is. I mean, you know, it's not just making happy, making yourself happy, creating happiness. It's, it's living happiness as well, right? What, what are your thoughts on that, yeah. your comments that? So, you know, I'm a person that's pragmatic and spiritual, right? I'm very faith-driven. You heard my two currencies. Money is a currency. It's an object of energy as well as faith. But the first thing that people have to do is take inventory of their own values. And let me tell you why. Uh, when we're taking inventory every day of our personal experiential giving and receiving values, when we're taking inventory of what we want, then we're able to determine, right, what our potential is. And what's interesting about happiness is that a lot of times we don't determine our own potential and we seek things. So, for example, my people ask me, well, Dave, when's the closest reach re, uh, that you reach your potential? And why potential is so important is I believe happiness is derived by the enjoyment of the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of my potential, not your guys's potential, not what my mom thinks my potential is because she thinks way too highly of me. And not what my siblings <laughs> don't they are. And not what my siblings think my potential is because they think so lowly of me. I want my, my potential. So first with happiness, we have to determine by taking them into our values of how happy we are. And historically, how happy you know, in my born, I was born with an extreme happiness gene, right? I'm a super optimist, optimist, you know, the, the ultimate. Well, some people aren't born that way. They're born with anxiety yeah. and they're born with depression. And you got to take yourself for where you are and determine what your potential is and then put in the work to be disciplined every day. I always say two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. Too many people zero themselves out by not being consistent. And the reason consistency is the most important thing is that the way the mind, body, and soul work together, the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious, is that our cellular memory has to be inputted every day because it only remembers from our eyes are open till the eyes are closed. Then if you do that consistently, it goes to the subconscious where 40,000 of the same thoughts regenerate all these neural pathways, all these systems in your body that what? Talk to your quantum being, your DNA, who you are. They develop your characteristics, your personality, your own obsessions and addiction are dictated by what you consistently do. And if you're consistent, you're not going to quit. Here's the last thing I'm going to say, and then you guys can drop the mic. Here's the gold right here. 99, with this job search 101, this is who you know. 
I'm telling you right now, and I'm going to get to it, that the reason people don't get what they want, number one, is because they don't know what they want. Two, they don't find the light, the love, and the lessons in it. Three, they don't ask for what they want, which we'll get to. You, you know, and those guys all in the video said, hey, do you know anyone that can help me? Do you know anyone that can help me? Okay, but here's the thing. 99% of the people out there looking for a job, they quit before they're 25% of the way to where they should be. They yeah. quit. And I'll tell you why, because they don't have your senses, your memory. They can't see the incremental growth that they're getting. They can't see that they're moving towards what they want. Now, here's what's even sadder. 99% of the 1% quit from their dream jobs or where they should be at 50% or before 50%. And here's the saddest thing. Let me tell you, your job search is like a lily pond. And the day you start, I tell you, you're, you got one lily. And if you keep doing consistent, persistent work towards what you want, asking for help and being grateful, being more interested than interesting, right? You will double your chances every segment. So whatever that segment is, it doubles. Now, if I told you you were 20 segments from getting your dream job, most people would tell me that they would be halfway there after 10 segments. But that's not how consistent, persistent behavior works. Right. It's not how the subconscious and unconscious work. Because what happens is most people don't know exponential growth and acceleration. The more work you put in, the more consistent you are, more persistent without quit, it takes 19 of the 20 segments to get halfway there. So at 10, people don't see any advancement. They don't see, all they see is rejection. They feel stuck and then they quit. Listen to me. You are going to be even a quarter of the way there till 18 segments. Eight, and call the segments a no, right? I got 10 no's. I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm, no, no, no. You just got to keep consistently and persistently believing, thinking, saying, and doing, believing all the right things. Because this lily pond is only halfway full at 19 segments. It takes the next segment to get 100% of the way there. So don't quit. Don't trust your senses. When you feel stuck, the only reason you're stuck in your job search right now is because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because if you weren't doing what you were supposed to be doing, you wouldn't feel stuck. You would be calm because you would put no pressure on the growth and acceleration. It's like a pair of tennis shoes in a little kid. You don't see the little kid growing, right? But all of a sudden, his shoes are tight. He's stuck in his shoes. Why? Because he's growing and accelerating. You haven't seen the growth. How did it happen? So if you feel like your feet are stuck in a pair of tennis shoes, good for you. Keep them stuck until you break out to exactly where you want to be. Just lighten them up, man. I, I love it. I love the passion. I love the energy. I love everything you're saying. Uh, talking about potential, right? You know, we're not living up to our potential. I don't think any of us are living up to our potential, right? I mean, think about it. They say that you only use 10% of your brain, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if you just used 15%. But you'd be 50% yeah. better than who you are today. You Whoop. can tell people <laughs> right? that have walked through what they're talking yeah. because, you know, you people can tell you've been there. Oh, yeah. You talk with the, with, with the way that you talk only because you've experienced that yourself. I love what you said at the last statement that you made. That, that whole monologue was about grit, right? And, and they've done studies with the most successful people, and they've looked at what's made them the most successful. They've interviewed them. And it's not education. It's not background. It is grit. That's yep. the that's the common denominator that they found. Being able to get kicked in the teeth and get back up. Yep. Persistently consistent, as you put it. Yeah. yeah. No, we have uh, the Playbook podcast over 500 episodes with the greatest celebrities, athletes, entertainers, billionaires, and entrepreneurs. And the common denominator is they must be what they can be. Well, right. That's the grit. 
they wake up and must be what they can be. I love that. I love that segue because I was just going to get into that. So, guys, he's got uh, one of the top 10 podcasts, The Playbook, and it's like he's got eight sub podcasts. I, I think I know what I'm doing when it comes to shows and stuff. This guy's this this is a true professional over here. He's had interviewed some big names like like Gary Vee, Cameron Diaz you just had on, Jerry Jones, Jason Witten, Jordan Belfort, the, the Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to go check out his podcast. Uh, David, is it a dmeltzer.com? Yep, dmeltzer.com. Yeah. And you can also join me for free training at dmeltzer.com too. So David, yeah. you've interviewed like a bunch of people, a bunch of high, high name celebrities and things like that. Who has been one of your favorites and why? Like, like you, you're thinking about it right now and you're like, man, this is one of the most fun no. or most energetic or like, who was your favorite? I'll tell you, I fought my team. I put a guy named Mice, Mice, Mike Mooseberger on and he played for the Cincinnati Bengals, a cup of coffee in the league. Yeah. And my guy, like, nobody's going to know who this is. Well, Mike told a story about playing football and how his own sibling uh, was a, was an addict, and he he took drugs. and His parents came home, and he was so high that he killed his own parents. And then when he woke up and saw that, he killed himself. And Mike was playing football, and he gets a call that his brother had killed his parents and then killed himself. Oh man! And Michael goes through a story about his own thing, but Michael wants to take his own his own life, and he puts the gun in his mouth. Sorry, because it's emotional for me. And the clip falls out of the gun when he pulls the trigger for no reason. And at that moment, he realizes what he's doing and he's moved on and he saved thousands of lives. He's a motivational speaker. He tells his story, a, a faithful story. And that to me, I, I cried my way through the episode. I think it's still the number two downloaded episode. You know, I've had Warren Moon, Andre Reed. You know, I've had Ray Lewis. I've had, I've had everybody on there, man. And I'm going to have more. I've had Deepak Chopra on there and he moved mm-hmm. more than yeah. Deepak. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, it was a beautiful story, but you know, I think it relates back to what I want people to know is that, you know, the key components that looking for who, you know, is a simple question. If you're going to write down one thing and drop one mic, it's just that simple question. You know, I talked about gratitude is the one thing that you need to have. The other is ask. You cannot outask the universe. You cannot outask people. People are here. There are no gatekeepers in the world. That's BS to me. There's only sponsors and power sponsors. We're all connected to help one another. Innately in our being, we want to make investment in each other and help expand and accelerate each other. And so just learn this question today. And I promise you, you'll get what you want in life. Do you know anyone that could help me? That's all you got to ask. Do you, you don't know who, who the people are, the sponsors or power sponsors. You don't know who people know, but when you explain effectively who you are and what you need, and do you know anyone that can help me? You're, especially today, on average, when we were young, well, at least a few of us were young, you got the golf group, you got the card game, you got the church group, the men's group, the women's group, you know, but today when you ask someone for help on average, everybody has a thousand people that can help you. Everybody. Asking, listen to me, everyone. You're not asking in person. If you're not asking on the phone, if you're not asking via email, and if you're not asking on social media, radio, print, TV, however you can, the more that you ask, I still to this day, I've checked my sent box every single day to see how many times I'm asking, Hey, do you know anyone that can help me? I want more people to be happy. Please have them come to my free trainings on Friday. Here's the dmelzer.com. Please 
right? I check still today. If you're not asking, you're making a huge mistake. So be grateful and ask. And I promise you, you will get what you want rapidly and accurately. Man, I just love that. Guys, you got to ask. It's all about who you know, right? Mm -hmm. and, and be specific in your ask as well, because if you just say, hey, who do you know? Like, you know, a lot of times people get that blank stare, deer in a headlight kind of look. Who do you know to help me with what? So, you know what? I actually, um, David, I, I got to ask of you, man. Well, first of all, I, I really appreciate you. You have lit this show up. The energy has just been through the roof. And that's what I'm trying to do. I've been trying to uh, get some guests on here that can, you know, lift up our audience because they're, they're hurting right now. A lot of times they're struggling. Their mindset isn't right. So I'm trying to elevate the mindset. So uh, I know you, you've got a whole like laundry list of uh, uh, big time uh, uh, folks that are doing similar things. Who do you know that you think now that you've seen what we're doing here that you think would be a good fit for the show? Like, do you think that would light this place up? I think guys like Carlos Reyes, uh, Jim Quick, uh, I got a list of probably 10 people that I'll give you guys uh, that would lay into how we get there. I just had to, he launched his book today, The Five Steps to Success uh, Business Strategy, uh, Patrick Bet David. Uh, Lee lights it up. He's amazing if you haven't checked him out. You know, unbelievable guests. And if you want some of those uh, Dallas celebrities as well, we got a few of those that we could bring on just and see, you know, wh where you want to go. But I am happy to provide more of your audience, more impactful, more motivational and inspirational advice, pragmatic and spiritual advice on how to manifest what they want, to make more money, help more people, have more fun. And most of all, understand how and who do you know that can help you. I love that, man. I appreciate that. This guy, this guy right here, he is going to help over a billion people, right? They are oh, yeah. being a billion. Dave, you may be working on two. <laughs> I'm planting seeds under trees I may never sit under, but I know it's going to happen. I love that. Wow. Um, okay. You. So I asked you, you know, who your favorite guest was. We talked about that. Let me ask you this. Why, you know, why did you start the podcast in the beginning? What was the reason why you did that? Well, I had a new TV show with Entrepreneur. Uh, I was being mentored by Gary Vaynerchuk. I was helping him with his fourth That's agency. Great. And uh, I started, I had a radio show called Sports Blender with the old Yankee and the Angels Radio Network. I, I was a, a program where we brought guys on. And podcasting just was kind of starting out, you know, uh, in the more mass side. And somebody mentioned to me, Dave, you'd be great. Just, you know, bring your guys on and take 20 minutes to talk and find their secret to success, their playbook to success, that common denominator, that common thread. And I kind of became the Napoleon, Napoleon Hill of podcasting, bringing in the greats to see what their secret sauce is. And I'm sharing it with everyone. And that's how it got started. That's awesome, man. And you okay. recently got, uh, you, you brought some news to us about Spotify? Is that, am I, is that? Yeah. So we're going to start being featured on Spotify. We're going to utilize that platform, uh, follow Joe Rogan there and nice. hopefully uh, build an audience to the masses. And Spotify is one of the best platforms I've seen. So that's what we've chosen and they've chosen us to be featured there. So very excited. And my TV show, the new one, two minute drill is going to go on Bloomberg TV. So uh, it's a two minute pitch show tryout. They got huge cash prizes and uh, teach you how to pitch. Remember, one more thing about who you know in the job search, and I teach a lot of cold calling, and most people don't think about it this way. You know, when you're cold calling people, 80% of the people don't answer. But yet, when I ask people, what kind of message do you leave? Most of them are selling. No, the only objective you have is to get someone to call you back, right? right? right. And that was the story at the very beginning, why who you know is important is because 80% 
of all the people searching for a job never get an opportunity to what? Tell them who they are, to show them what skills, knowledge, and desire they have. And so if you know someone or ask, do you know someone that can what? Have them call me back. Give me an opportunity to show my skills, knowledge, and desire. Align my capabilities with the value that the company is looking for. 80% of the time, most people don't get a shot. So get that shot by who do you know, and then prove with your capabilities, skills, knowledge, and desire that you can walk the walk, talk the talk, and help that company by providing value and service to it. Golly, man. I don't have, we, we ran out of mics. I don't have enough mics for this guy. <laughs> hey, can you tell us a little bit about your book, uh, Game Time Decisions, right? I mean, that's a, a yeah. great concept. And I know a lot of people are in the job search, very indecisive. Yeah, you got to take inventory of your values. And so what I do in the book is game time decision making. I take a lesson about how you make a decision, the best decisions to get what you want. And I tell sports stories that I know to teach those lessons. And then I do a post-game analysis to enforce the lesson. And basically there's five things, right? Take inventory of your values, ask and attract, right? Be of service, but ask how you can and who can help you. Three, be a student of your calendar. There's a formula of luck, everyone. It's called attention plus intention equals coincidence. What you pay attention to and give your intention to will equal the coincidence of your life. Fourth lesson is really easy, everyone. 100% of the things you do now get done. So do things now, right? <laughs> do things now. Successful people get stuff done. Unsuccessful people don't. People forget that. You know, not only do 100% of all putts don't go in, but 100% of things you do now get done. And then finally, Last but not least, and I'm going to have to go, my brothers, is simply practice ending fear. If you can practice anything, practice ending fear. When you have the need to be right, the need to be offended, the need to be resentful, the need to be separate, and the need to feel inferior, superior, the need to be fearful, anxious, angry, all of these different needs, you got to stop. You got to tell yourself, my mind, body, and soul are on fire. I'm moving in the wrong trajectory. I'm moving away from the job that I want. I'm going to stop. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to ask myself, why am I afraid? Why don't I feel worthy? Why do I feel separate? Why am I resentful? Why do I have to be right? Why do I have a need to be angry? And drop that down to peace and center and then get focused with those values that you looked and took inventory of and roll in the trajectory of what you want. That dream job, that place you want to live, that pays you what you want, with the people that you want to surround yourself and the ideas that you want to empower and instill and inspire yourself with. You can do it. So just take inventory of your values, ask and attract, student of your calendar, do it now and practice ending fear. And I promise you, you will be empowered with happiness. David, man, God, whoo. Okay, man, I really appreciate you coming in, coming in and just lighting us up, man. I, seriously, the audience, y'all need to go connect with his website. Um, he's got some free training. He can help you guys. This, this guy will light you on fire, I promise you. Um, hey, David, I was thinking of something as you were talking earlier. Uh, there's somebody I think would probably be a good fit for your podcast, just from that story you were telling me about the other gentleman, um, Glenn Lundy. Yeah, Glenn and I are friends. He's actually, Glenn is actually a coaching client of mine. And so I do some one-on-one executive coaching and been on his show. He's been on mine. He's a nice. phenomenal guy. Huge Glenn Lundy fan. You know, likes to track likes. Yeah, Great. I just knew it. I just knew it. When you were talking about the other gentleman's story, I mean, and Glenn's story is just inspiring. Hey, I got one more, one last question for you. Yeah. I always like to ask this of very successful people. So what time do you get up in the morning? 
<laughs> 4 a.m., oh, two routines, uh, a, a regular set routine. I wake up at four, meditate 20 minutes, get ready, work out for 10 for, for an hour, do research for an hour, family time, everything off for an hour, then execute on the student calendar, more research time, more family time, and then a wind down routine. Everybody should have a wind down routine to make sure they can get up at the time that they want to get up. And then I have an adaptable routine, which is based off of my values. So a minimum of an hour of my health, minimum of 30 minutes for my wife and my 10 year old, minimum of five minutes for my three teenage daughters, minimum of one minute for my mom. Remember, you want a good relationship with your family? Tell them four things. I'm happy, I'm healthy, I love you, and I appreciate you. Those four things will unite your entire family and allow them to feel secure in your relationship. And so then I use a minimum of 10 minutes to be a student in my calendar to execute with productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in my life to get what I want rapidly and accurately. That's a very important part of my life. Dang. Okay. So you've already been working for like 12 hours. So, uh, David, man, <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Join me, everyone. Free training, dmelzer.com. Thank you, all three of you. I'll do this anytime. You come join me. I'd love to have you guys on Office Hours or live or something. All right? Be happy and healthy. Thanks for listening to the Who You Know Show podcast. My name is Trevor Houston, and if you've enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you listen and leave us a positive review to help us keep the mics on in the studio. Until next week, that's the show. It's all about who you know. Who you know.